Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. So yeah, I narrowly avoided death yesterday. Oh yeah, you almost died at a pumpkin patch. So yeah, some a real horror. Pumpkin patch. Uh, you know, when I was talking to you about it, I was like, this is a perfect setup for a horror movie. A huge group of us were planning on meeting at a pumpkin patch in Temple, Texas. A pumpkin patch in October, month of Halloween. The fucking parking lot caught on fire. It turned out basically the minute we were pulling out of our driveway. It's a field. How does? Oh, it's a field. It's a field. That's why, you know, you go to stuff here, pumpkin patches, wildflower farms, shit like, you know, kid things or outdoor stuff. If you're going out to the country, a lot of the times a parking lot is just a field. Did a car catch on fire? So yesterday they were still uncertain. But best guess is either a vehicle was running because, you know, they're like, don't idle on dry grass. So either somebody was idling on the dry grass or somebody went out there to smoke. And didn't put their fucking cigarette butt out all the way. Because, you know, that's how three quarters of the fires start in Texas is goddamn cigarette butt. People don't put their shit out right. Don't throw them out your window. It's tempting. Don't do it. (laughs) Just keep a fucking Coke can if you don't want to buy an ashtray. So you got final destination. We did. Like I said, we missed it by an hour. It started during our drive to Temple, which is about an hour from where we live. But within two hours, it was all over the local news. And uh, 20 cars, 20 fucking cars at least got burnt in the fire. They closed the farm. Uh, but yeah, just uh, kind of missed disaster like that. But great setup for a Halloween horror story. Well, I mean, uh, I guess at least it wasn't a corn maze. <laughs> no, that shit. <laughs> on my way back from Kentucky and Indiana, Arkansas was on fire. I hope everybody was okay. But my thought was get the fuck out of here before they start closing highways. October, was it a corn maze? It, there was corn and cotton. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the middle of corn and cotton fields in Arkansas, and I saw a whole tree line on fire. I said, fuck it. I was going like 90, 100, just like, get me the fuck off this little two-lane highway. I did not want to get stuck in the farmlands of East Arkansas. Have you ever <laughs> been to a legit corn maze? House of Terror level? Bat- or House of Torment? Um, So I've been to a real one in Bastrop, Texas. It was for a Halloween thing, but it wasn't scary. Oh, they didn't have like a guy with a chainsaw. It wasn't or a haunted maze. It was a, just a corn maze, but it was legitimate. Like this was corn that was eight, 10, 12 feet high. I went with my sister's boyfriend at the time. We thought we were cool. We felt the way out. Everybody else got out. We were in there an extra 20, 30 minutes. Oh my God. So it was a real corn maze. We got fucking lost. You got panicked? I didn't panic. I got frustrated. You know, I wasn't scared, but I was, I just couldn't fucking believe because I thought I was hot shit. But yeah, I didn't get scared. It was daytime. If it was nighttime, I probably would have been a little freaked out. Um, But no, because we went to one in Marble Falls at Sweetberry Farms. You could see through the fucking corn to the next. Oh, yeah. Texas corn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could see the fucking maze from like row to row, you know, section to section. This one in Bastrop, though, you didn't know where the fuck you were going. We got lost. Yeah. So yeah, go Bastrop. That's Texas for you. All the wildlife is skinny, all the plants are skinny, and all people are fat. I know, man. That road trip, <laughs> I saw real trees, you know, going through Tennessee and such. Yeah. Fucking beautiful fall. It's a season there. The trees were changing and leaves were falling. It's Not like here where the trees are fucking confused. They're like, wait, is it, is it, is it time? <laughs> should, should I drop my leaves? Should I start sapping? Does the yellow pollen need to go on everything just yet? Um, no, nah, man. The trees here are hesitant. Do you want to go to work feeling like you're dying? Yeah. Like I said, I'm getting over a cold. If I sound extra nasally, it's not just my normal nasal. It's what happens when I travel anytime. And half of it, I think, is come back here, the environment trying to kill me. Would you watch this fine end of October? Not Halloween related. Did Wedding Crashers? (laughs) Um, You know, you're looking for something easy that's just on. I mean, if you think of it as the prequel to Freaky. Um, No, scary movies. I watched one that we're going to end up watching next week. So I won't mention that, <laughs> yeah. but it's a goodie. I had uh, had that on my list. and then Yeah, I threw it on as an oldie but goodie, but it turned into our movie for next week. So <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> but the other one that kept popping up in my queue on Amazon fucking Prime was Bad Candy 2020. You know, it's an anthology one, right? It's an anthology one. So I thought, you know, you'd mentioned Kelly watched one. So then you showed her Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, I think I made her watch uh, Trick or Treat as well. Which is probably my favorite of the anthology Halloween movies. that one I put off for a while, and when I watched it, I thought, how did I put this off? God, it was so good. It was brilliant. Love Trick or Treat. Under the Radar cast, too. 
Okay, well, speaking of cast, this one, Bad Candy, this anthology horror series. So top build, it's a guy, Zach Galligan. I was like, oh, he looks familiar. Oh, who's he? Oh, it's fucking Billy from Gremlins. No shit. Opposite Corey Taylor from Stone Sour, or you may know him from Slipknot. I, I thought I did think it was weird that you said Stone Sour first. I did that on purpose. I wanted to see your face. <laughs> yeah. Who says Stone Sour? I made Sour? a face like I smelled something terrible. Well, and I know he did something else, and I was going to look up the name of that, and I didn't have time. But anyway, <laughs> Corey Taylor, you got Billy from fucking Gremlins, and that's about it. The other two, like, top build, I feel like they're the security special forces guys in action movies. Oh, yeah. They're, because they're, they're credits. Mini Sizemores. That's what I think of them as. Well, yeah, their credits, their movie credits are fucking amazing, but they're like, you know, bodyguard number two or yeah. soldier three. So that's your top build cast. It was okay. It was pretty good. All right. It, um, you know, it starts with like a group of kids. So I was like, oh, cool. It's going to follow like loosely around the kids. And it does. It gets dark. It gets gory. There's some real what the fuck moments. And then there's some really good ones where they know the level of quality of this movie. Oh, yeah. That's so they good. do that intentional yeah. fucking goofy, gory, entertaining, not, you know, look, it had a 4.2 on IMDb. I, I'd say it's about a 4, 4.2 oh. in my mind, too. Nothing spectacular, nothing out of the ordinary. Sometimes um, you need that, though. Yeah, there there were some awesome killing scenes. Like, they killed some motherfuckers in some gory ways. I did appreciate that, but it wasn't jump scary. Oh, it wasn't jump scary whatsoever. It was just, you know, there's like an evil clown. Funny? At times. Good enough. I, I might watch it again later. Maybe. I'm, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. If you come across it and you got time, give it a shot. Right on. Um, yeah, and I'm not talking about the other one. <laughs> we watched all of The Imperfects on Netflix. It's okay. a TV series. I thought it was going to be a horror thing. That's why we started it. Mm-hmm. Because I guess Netflix marketed it to me that way. They did not do that with Kelly's profile, apparently. It's it's like, uh, did you ever watch Misfits or Heroes Yeah, sort of thing? So it's like kids who are in a drug trial, and they get superpowers because they were told to take these pills their whole life, and then the doctor stops giving them to them to see what happens. And they all get, like, <laughs> sort of weird superpowers. Like, mm-hmm. one of them can hear everything, and this is like a banshee, and one is a chupacabra. Like, he turns into a... Chupacabra, okay. sort of werewolf thing. It was silly and dumb, but I liked it a lot. It I think I'd seen a preview for that one. It wasn't quite it. as good as like Misfits is, mm-hmm. you know, or Umbrella Academy or anything like that. It was worth watching. I was into it. Well, like I said, I'm good with one season of Umbrella Academy. Oh, really? The second season's great. It's fantastic. SSDD. <laughs> <laughs> no, the story is completely different in the second season. It's the same thing. No, it isn't. I got like three or four episodes in. Uh, it it changes up quite a bit. Okay. And then it goes, third season goes in a completely different direction. You should know. give that another go. It was a good one. I don't like old gorilla arms. <laughs> that's that's really what bothered you, wasn't it? Well, he got killed by a dragon. Why is he even there? <laughs> <laughs> I also watched a terrible Into the Dark Hulu movie, which are hard to find on IMDb because apparently IMDb classifies it as a television anthology series, like Creepshow or something. Okay. Uh, but they're all movies. Only some of them are good. The Treehouse was terrible. Hmm. We actually turned it off. So is this shorts that are in one movie? No, they're an hour and a half. That's how the end of the dark things. They're full length movies. Uh, Puka was one. Oh, Puka was also one of them. Also, Puka Returns apparently. No. Oh no, they didn't. Yeah, they made another one. Not uh. good enough. Every now and then, one of those is really great, and this one was not. That was the one we watched right before the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was like, why does this get such bad reviews? This Texas Chainsaw Massacre is amazing. <laughs> it's hard to say that it wasn't because I watched this Treehouse movie right before, right before. It, that it was like coming up for air, you know? <laughs> uh, but it's it sounds like it's just what you needed, though, to kind of recover. It was great. Nice. There is uh, one scene in particular that I was like, I hope that happens, and then it did. <laughs> and then we've been watching Scream Queens, because I never... Watched all of it. You never... Okay. Not all of it. I uh, was watching it as it came on on Hulu back when they did that, like one episode a week. So I rewatched what I'd watched with Kelly, and then we've been moving on. I love that, that show. I do need breathers from the horror. What's that area? character's name? The guy who's super peppy? Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, he was awesome. Fuck, I wish I remembered his name. Oh, Glenn. I think so. Yeah. He was so cool. 
or Chad is his name. Glenn is his name in real life because he went to high school with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, no, he's fucking great. He was perfect for that. It's hard to see. He's in other stuff and I like him, but he, the way he played that was so good. He ramped that up so, so good. So good. Especially the way he'd like talk about how he wanted to have sex with the staff and stuff like that. <laughs> I thought I could just come and have sex with the staff. But that's cool. I guess I'll focus on being popular. <laughs> He's got that face. And the fucking guy with no arms gets both his arms cut off, and then they're like doing chugging contests with him. Or, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it no, was that, so good. It's I would love so to go good. back to that one. Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking great in that. Hey, remember that show, Pushing Daisies? He's that was great. a good one. That was a good one. That was back in like oh six. Did I you watch like. Wonderfalls? The one he did before that? No, it was about a girl who worked at a gift shop in uh, Niagara Falls. Inanimate objects talk to her, changes the course of history. One thing I forgot to mention was just I pulled up uh, Bad Candy on IMDb. Oh, yes. And I'd looked through it the other night. But what I didn't realize is that Corey Taylor from Stone Sour (laughs) um, has a writer credit for Resident Evil 02. That's really weird. Because that's that's like. And maybe it explains some things. Yeah. And then uh, I also saw that Slipknot was in Rollerball remake. Yeah, they were. I, I didn't remember that either. Yeah. But he's he's got a writing credit for Resident Evil. Maybe he came up with some plot point that they used or something. <laughs> Look, it's Corey fucking Taylor, They man. probably had a song on the soundtrack. It's too. oh it's oh one. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe there's a slipknot song on the soundtrack. Sometimes IMDB fucks up and gives writer credits to people who have songs in the movie. Man, based on this little short description right here, they're giving him a lot of credit for being a writer in it. Oh wow. Yeah. Weird. This is so fucking weird. That's random. Because that was early in when Slipknot was first hitting it. Oh, network. Back when our pants didn't fit very well. Don't ever judge me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say that randomly. (laughs) True Detective season four coming. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Did you watch the third one? No. Uh, The second one was dog shit. Fucking Chinatown ripoff. It was really hard. Not even sure if I finished it. First one was amazing. You told me three was way better than two. Three is great. Never never hit start. Oh, really? Mm -mm. It's worth it a go. I like that you could, I could just watch season four without ever watching season four. Came up right when I was about to pull the trigger on it. It's good. Steven Dorff. I did a priority. I I, I did a different priority. I was was right there. And then something else new was like, oh, pick me. Pick me. I'm excited about a new one. I think if they give him enough time to write them, Mm -hmm. they're fine. Mm -hmm. But they didn't give him enough time to write that second one. So he just kind of ripped off the plot of Chinatown. Hey man, and not the good part with the incest. There's a lot of unoriginal stuff out there. It's okay. It's all in how you do it. I mean, True Detective is just a true crime. Yeah, yeah, about the old magazine. I do think watching things this month, like uh, Midnight Club, got me first go. But I feel like I've tried to start a lot of TV series lately, and they don't take into account that you need to hook me in one episode. Mm-hmm. Like the show was pitched as like three seasons and so it lost the episodicness which is fine i'm for that i still think that first episode what we're losing is by it not being a pilot where you hooked me in that you're not trying very hard to hook me like i have to wait three fucking episodes to find out whether or not i would like this show or not (laughs) it's too much of a commitment rings of power really like that first episode if i had just based it on that i would have quit because there was way too much world building see i'm just so far out of the loop on lord of the rings i need a good refresher i don't think you do you're obsessed with getting refreshers on everything i like refreshers i like to catch the little things (laughs) it's all about the little things i want to see something with it does something work with i don't have any knowledge of this universe or anything like that so if i forget it i'll just go ahead and do it i know i don't need to watch fucking eight jurassic park movies before i watch a new (laughs) jurassic park movie i get it it's jurassic park But you, man, you're like, I have to watch all of them again before I... (laughs) Well, Jurassic Park, I don't have to because I watch all of them throughout the year. I know, that's a bad example, but... I know. Yeah. No, last night, Olympia and some friends started talking about Harry Potter very in-depth, and I just moseyed onto the other room and gamed it for a little bit. I like Harry Potter, but uh, not enough to talk about it. Well, as I said last night, you guys get all up in Harry's Potter. I'll be in the other room. And the Sorcerer's Bone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hermaphrodite. (laughs) Yeah. So for the final uh, October movie, which we'll see if I can actually get it out in October. We we have a lot of material now for this. But this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It was the first time when I was a kid where I was like, (sighs) just so fucking like little kid excited about a horror movie. 
because it was not as uh, terrifying, but it was still pretty terrifying. It had so much fun to it. Well, I'm always confused as to how much, how many times I've actually seen it. And as soon as I hit play and saw that opening scene with Sadler behind the steering wheel, you were like, maybe a lot. I, things that just automatically started yeah. popping back in my brain. I was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you got this. So this week we watched Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, which is probably my favorite Tales from the Crypt. Not episode, but entry. I always like rewatching it. And I always don't fuck around on my phone and stuff like that, even though it's a movie I've seen a lot of times. So were you saying somehow you watch this more than Tales from the Crypt, the series? somehow no no oh, okay not okay, by okay. any means okay not i was at all. really confused this is just, there for a second this is just my favorite entry into it which is weird because this one's not necessarily as close to the silliness of the series bordello blood might have been a little bit more which we also both watched yeah went ahead measure. double feature for me it just started playing right afterwards which was a really weird contrast. For me, it did not. It took me to some random-ass old horror movie I'd never seen that didn't look very good. Uh, I started one of those and fell asleep. It was given like 3 in the morning by then. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, no. I, I'd never even heard of this one. It looked like garbage. It was just one of those that they've got. I don't know why it picked it. I, I was like, no. But now it's on my keep wa- continue watching, and I'm like, get the fuck off there. Oh, don't yeah. even like you. I, Peacock's still not great about their app functionality. It still works better than HBO Max, though. I yes, yes it does. <laughs> Just yes, pointing it, it very out, much does. This is my first experience with paying for Peacock, and I'm pleasantly surprised by how much stuff they have. Well, yeah, the shows are good too. They've got some good TV. The Halloween movies are knocking it out of the park. They do get some weird movies, kind of like Paramount Plus gets some exclusives. Same thing with Peacock and the movies, but their TV. Oh fuck! And- I started fading last night, but I was gonna start the Child's Play TV mm. series because it looks fun. Looks like a. Cooties kind of fun, you know, like that kind of feeling to it. Yeah, this one was great though. Like I said, I wasn't sure how much I'd actually seen it, but once it starts, it all started coming back. What's the episode of Tales from the Crypt? Not movie. If we excluded movie, what episode sticks out to you the most? The Santa Claus. Oh, all right. Uh, or um, I think it's what's her name from Desperate Housewives, Terry Hatcher. What was the plot of that one? Uh, the Beautiful Forever, something like that. Wasn't there almost like a Phantom of the Opera mask? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, there's like a mask, and I believe that was the Terry Hatcher one. Um, If not, it was somebody who looked like her. Either the Santa, that one, one of those two. The one I remember the most. Oh, Joe P. Oh, fuck yeah. With the nine lives. Was (laughs) it nine lives? And that one. One of those three. Sorry, you asked for one, but all three of those. Joe Pants, man. Great. Yeah, and he was great in that one. And remember, he was telling the story, and then he's like, oh, wait. He forgot one of the deaths. Well, I was trying to remember which ones, because Billy Zane was in an episode. Was he in an I episode, I couldn't too? remember which one it was, though, and I never got a chance to find it, because that was harder to do than it sounds. Well, and so Billy Zane is in this pre-Titanic, pre-Phantom, post-Dead Calm. Yet he's bald like he is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But he's so... I like his swagger in this one. He said that this is his favorite performance he's ever done. He looked like he, he says was that having recently. fun. He looked like he was having fun this with the part. This is the best Billy Zane performance of all time. Okay, guess how many acting credits he has? A lot. It's a big number. What is it? 173. Holy fuck, that's a lot. That's a lot. Billy Zane has been doing some shit. I started scrolling through it and there were so many. I just clicked on all and got the count. 173. That's good. For a guy who's done a lot of mainstream, way to go. Yeah, and a guy, I think, that he was headed in that big-time direction, and sort of it... Something happened. It petered out a little bit. I don't know what happened. I love Billy Zane, though. Yeah, I don't think he got Brendan Fraser. Probably not. Billy Zane uh, looks like he would probably punch you in the face. Yeah, I don't think he would take shit. Uh, But no, uh, Billy Zane, yeah, William Sadler. I know you love him. I fucking love Bill Sadler. I... Thoroughly fucking enjoyed the minor, minor role from John Larroquette. God, John Larroquette. He was, that's another guy, 80s, 90s. Huge. Now, you see him fucking every now and then. He's still alive, so that's good. And I didn't cheat. I didn't look at IMDb, but I couldn't tell you the last thing I saw him in that's new. No, I I couldn't either. But John Larroquette, man, he was great. Blind date back in the day. Yeah. (laughs) God, dude. Fucking loved it. He was just psychotic, you know, chasing fucking, what was it, Kim Basinger? And I almost called him John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about William Sadler. I don't know if it's that he was the Reaper in Bogus Journey <laughs> that, like, seeded him in my childhood so deeply. Mm-hmm. But when I, anytime I see him, even if he's a bad guy or just a crazy person, 
I love Bill Sadler. Well, and in so De- underrated. And in Demon Knight, he's got this sexy '90s Harrison Ford like Indiana Jones thing going. Yeah, on. he's got the satchel. He's and got everything. a satchel, the leather jacket. I think it's denim jeans, or is it khaki? Was it khaki? I think they're denim. He's like a '90s Indiana Jones. In Demon I, uh, Knight. it was much better wardrobe than mm-hmm. fucking Bordello of Blood. Yeah, which granted, most of it is nudity, but fucking Corey Feldman in Bordello of Blood looks fucking awful. <laughs> And fucking Dennis Miller, the way he's dressed is just ridiculous. Like he's got these baggy tapered khakis and like they're almost parachute pants, like some MC Hammer shit. Flight jacket, like bomber jacket. But it's not a members only. Like you would at least expect them to give him the members only jacket. I'm sure it was still like a $300 jacket at the time. But we remember how people were into suede in the fucking 90s. Suede, all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. Purses and stuff. We like shiny things now. Shiny. Not, <laughs> not so rubby, not so rubby, more shiny. So Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, which when I was a kid, I didn't get to watch Tales from the Crypt as much, but I got to see this one because mm-hmm. my dad rented it for me. And I remember, God, I just like remember how the light was coming in the living room. I watched this during the day the first time and uh, it spooked me, but I was grinning the whole time. <laughs> you probably sneezing. I'm glad I waited there a minute. <laughs> Those are some deep ones. After the usual Cryptkeeper introductions, Demon Knight opens with a high-speed chase down a desert road in New Mexico. A powerful demon in human form, the Collector, played by Billy Zane, pursues drifter Frank Breaker, resulting in a fiery auto crash. Breaker flees, running into the town drunk Uncle Willie, played by Dick Miller. Good name. Dick Miller is such a good name. <laughs> Who shows Breaker to a decommissioned church turned boarding house run by Irene, CCH Pounder. I had no idea that woman's name. I've seen her in a lot of other things. So many things, and she's always that tough woman. Yeah. And that's a pretty tough name, too. She's got three initials and her last name's Pounder. Oh, and she's badass as Irene in this. She's a real Pounder, What the fuck is she chewing on? Right? Because it's not a cigarette butt. She spits it it out at the camera at one point. At one point? It hits the lens. And then right before the, the, yeah, towards the end, she it's back again all of a sudden? Yeah, she's got him around. I thought it was just the butt of a clove cigarette. There's somewhere in that (laughs) nightgown, man. The muumuu underneath the nightgown or something? Yeah, I think I saw her take it out once and put it in her mouth. Who knows what the fuck it is? The guests of the boarding house, including the housekeeper, Geraldine, which... For some reason, as soon as I wrote it down, mm-hmm. I had a harder time saying it. Geraldine. Yeah, Geraldine. Played by Jada Pinkett, not yet Smith, who is on a work release from prison. Cordelia, a prostitute, played by Brenda Burke. Her John Roach, played by Thomas Hayden Church. There he is, Wings. Fucking awesome. And timid postal worker named Wally, played by Charles Fleischer. When the police and your friend Billy Zane, the collector, show up, they find that Breaker's ID is fake, and the collector claims that he is in possession of a stolen artifact filled with blood in the shape of a key. Seizing the artifact, they arrest Breaker and the collector on account of the high-speed chase, and the cars were stolen, I believe. Both cars were stolen. Both cars. Jersey plates. Your friend Billy Zane kills the fucking sheriff. Forcing the collector outside, Breaker seals the house by dripping the blood inside the key on the entryways, while outside, your friend Billy Zane, the collector, uses his blood to summon lower demons. Do you notice he tapped his foot while he was doing that? Yeah, I mean, he's like throwing out like green jizz blood. Yeah, but it wasn't an impatient tap the foot. His glow stick He was having a good time. He really was having a good time. He loved it. So, trapped inside the house, eventually Breaker reveals the history of the artifact. Passed from demon knight to demon knight, the key is the last of seven needed for the demons to reclaim creation from the light of God that scattered them across the universe. Kind of like Infinity Stones. A little bit. (laughs) How dare you, Marvel, for ripping off demon knight. (laughs) Demon knight did it first, bitches. No. (laughs) Doubt it. God commanded a thief named Suresh. Suresh. Let's go with Suresh. To fill the key with the blood of Christ during the crucifixion. And since the key is passed from guardian to guardian, granting them immortality until upon death it is refilled with their blood. The stars adorning the key are then burned into the palm of the next demon knight's hand, scattering and moving closer to formation as the key approaches their successor. And the key led Breaker here. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, I mean, he'll let you live if you help him, right? (laughs) (laughs) He might. Just help him. Just help the collector. <laughs> no, um, yeah, when he kills the sheriff, my note for that was, uh, I said knucklehead. <laughs> Get it? Knucklehead. Because he punches through his head. Oh, <laughs> knucklehead. <laughs> Um, the, the way everyone reacts really sold that scene mm-hmm. when he's like swinging it around trying to get it off his hand. 
<laughs> He's like, God damn it. It's that kind of shit. Like, you Tales think, from the Crypt had the perfect like Three Stooges comedy in the middle, that Evil Dead feel, where you were laughing while something was a little freaky. Yeah, and they didn't even have to add those sound effects that are in some movies that are, you know, the, zoing. <laughs> you know, like, the mask. Yeah. Dude, that shit was in some serious action or horror movie I was watching a while back, and I was like, did they really put in a whistle right there? You know, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, anyway, the music, that filter song at the beginning, was in so many mid-90s Cemetery songs. Gates, the Pantera song. Yeah. Which was the version where they took all the cock rock screaming out later in their career, and everybody really liked it in high school. I like the cock rock version better. It hit harder. Well, it had that, like, high-pitched cock rock scream. Where it would like match the guitar string. Like, mm -hmm. wow. So good. Yeah, this was the more tame version of that song. It was the more screamy version. Yeah, that, that filter song, though. I mean, that yeah, was. Yeah, that made you know right where you were. So this was 95. Cable Guy was 95. That was also in that one, too. Was it really? Yeah, they got some good royalties from that year. It's been a while since I watched The Cable Guy, but that is underrated. I love that movie. I don't know why I mentioned The Mask, but I did read that uh, Sound Jada effects. Pinkett Smith. Uh, yes, right. Jada Pinkett Smith almost lost this rollout to Cameron Diaz, and that would have been fucking awful, if you ask me. And this was right when Jada Pinkett was like first coming into Hollywood, I feel like, you know, out of. Yeah, I'd only really seen her on Fresh Prince. Well, I think this was pre-Set It Off. Set yeah. It Off, Set It Off, Jada Pinkett. For sure. Um, I didn't remember her being in this. Caught me off guard. Did you really? Yeah. And, and you know, the <laughs> the white hair, the white blonde, the platinum. Oh, yeah, the bleach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, you do like the, the blonde fro. I'm like, Wesley Snipes had it. His was a wig. Hers looked like it was her hair. You know, I was reading that uh, most... I, actually, I heard Glenn Howard and say it on the, the Always Sunny podcast, is most women are wearing wigs on television because doing that to your hair every day and between takes and stuff like that will kill your fucking hair. Julianne Margulies did it, uh, The Good Wife, the entire series. I think it's most of them. So men's hair is just fried. Do yeah, and then if, if you're going to be in a series, there's that awkward stage of the plugs, like The Office season one, Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. It was They were like trying to cover up that they were doing it. But this movie was not based on an EC comic. That's really weird. The film was directed by Ernest Dickinson and also stars Ryan O'Donohue as Billy, John Shuck as Sheriff Tupper, Gary Farmer as Deputy Bob and of course John Kassir as the voice of the Crypt Cooper. I saw his picture on IMDb and it threw me off. He doesn't look like you expect. It doesn't look like what you'd expect for the Crypt Cooper's voice. It's one of those things when you look up video game voices mm -hmm. and stuff like that, like Joel from Last of Us, who has this voice like this. Like that guy has a mohawk in real life. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um Unlike episodes of the HBO series, the script for this movie was written two years prior to the HBO series and is not adapted from the EC comics. First planned as Tom Holland's follow-up to Child's Play, when that didn't pan out, it fell into the hands of Pumpkinhead screenwriter Mark Carducci, and then the script was passed to Pet Cemetery director Mary Lambert, but following the box office bomb of Pet Cemetery 2, Lambert failed to get funding. Which I think is fine. I, I liked Pet Cemetery too. It had its it had its place in the in the horror movie realm. You know Clancy Brown's performance in that was fucking as awesome. a kid seeing Edward Furlong in that, I was like, that's the kid from Terminator 2. That's the kid from You got really excited about shit like that when you were little. Yeah, watching it as an adult, I was like, the story's kind of dog shit. Yeah, but... the way I felt about Edward Furlong in Pet Cemetery 2 was the way that I thought about uh, Christina Ricci when I saw her in Casper. Because she was Wednesday fucking Adams. Oh, you felt like you can't be two people. It was, it was, I was excited, but I was like, that's so crazy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, when the script landed on the desk of Joel Silver, which is so random, the executive producers in this were like, yeah, because you were saying two other people were, uh, what was it, Richard Donner? Richard Donner and, and Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Fucking Robert Zemeckis was on Demon Knight? Producer. I could see that. It's crazy how these guys, that's so, that's one of those Hollywood mind-blown things. It's like the, the projects that people work on to get to where they, and you know. Yeah, and I feel like that goes back to like Twilight Zone movie. Those people. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet that was a Joel Silver. Silver company or whatever. So this lands on the desk of Joel Silver. It was intended to be the second in a Tales from the Crypt spinoff series. However, having way more potential than the scripts for the other two films, Dead Easy and Body Count, which were never made. Two versions of the script were written to mitigate budget restrictions, one with demons and <laughs> one in which the collector was a traveling Bible salesman and his menus were deranged followers. That would have been fucking badass. Uh, the thought of people in a house terrorized by yuppies was decided to not play well in 1995. Perfect sense. That makes perfect sense, which is funny because Bordello of Blood is making fun of that kind of like 
TV church thing? Yes. Oh, definitely. Chris Sarandon? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Chris Sarandon is the best part of that movie. He was... Bad guy all around. A forever bad guy. Was he ever a good guy? No, I mean, Princess Bride. That is really where he's embedded as the bad guy in my childhood. See, I was back in the day that original Fright Night on HBO... Yeah, I watched that probably around the same time. I didn't even really understand it. That was one of the first movies where I really like saw boobs. Oh, yeah. There's one set of boobs in the remake of Fright Night. I think it's at the same point. Is it? I think like so. Like the seductive scene? When he goes into the closet and he's got the girl. Yeah, he's like watching. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah it's yeah. the same, same That thing. sounds really familiar. I haven't seen the original Fright Night. Fuck. Yeah, but in the remake, he has that like soundproof room. I've only seen the remake once. It's great. It's like, on something right like now. Ten- David Tennant is fucking amazing in it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I was trying to pull up IMDb um, for when we talk about Bordello of Blood. I need some reference here. And Bordello is B-O-R, not... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I'm just fucking, it's funny, like the phones get bigger, but the keypad stays the same size. Is that an old man rant? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, sorry. 38, 38, by the way. Not single, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, ladies and gents. The references to this in Bordello of Blood with the key, what I was thinking was if there are seven keys, and he said that the demons already got all the keys, are we to believe that the key got dumped out because it's empty in Bordello of Blood. Or was that another key? Were they going to try to build a, a fucking Infinity Stone universe where all the keys pop up in the movies? So is that what you were talking about? Like you were kind of... Yeah, that was the thing. They're always chasing this demon knight because that's the only key they need. That's the last one they need. Did they slip up and lose another one? Or did they just think that the vampire had the the key the whole time it this is a plot hole it is and okay so for me to do my filler again not with demon knight though for me to do my filler i would have to say that he was just misinformed there wasn't only one other key floating around yeah i guess he's probably been hunkered down for 120 years yeah or i mean you think it's safe in a temple beneath a pyramid or some shit or somewhere in london but uh, no, I mean, apparently there were other keys floating around, right? Hellraiser reboot situation. Oh, poor William Sadler then. He was on such a crusade. And Jada, she's probably still out there. Yeah, she's fighting thinking it's the only one. But the other Tales from the Crypt movie that I barely knew existed, I remember seeing that it existed at one point. It's called Ritual, and it has Jennifer Grey after the nose job. No way. And uh, Craig Schaefer from uh, Nightbreed. He's the main character in Nightbreed. You were telling me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just really weird. And Tim Curry's also in it. Hmm. It has a similar rating to Bordello of Blood, which kind of makes me want to kind of watch it. Uh, Before you told me, I I had no idea because it's always been Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood. Well, I have the VHS tape of it. And uh, at the end of it, he says coming next time in Dead Easy was going to be the next movie. But you're saying it was no theaters, straight to tape. Ritual was straight to video, which was 2002, so probably blockbuster straight to video time. Yeah. We really skipped those back then. Was it part of the Weinstein group? Did it go to blockbuster? It was Dimension. Mm-hmm. I so, feel like that's Weinstein. Yeah. It, because, yeah, Dimension. It might be part of the Weinstein company. Yeah. Scream. Ooh, does it fall under that umbrella? So, working at Hollywood, I found out Blockbuster had exclusives because of the Weinstein company. The movies that Hollywood didn't have that were big blockbuster hits were that because they sense. were part of the Weinstein company. So as a Hollywood employee, I started to fucking hate Blockbuster because I was like, well, I work here. Why can't I get that fucking movie? Why can't I get every Lionsgate movie? (laughs) Well, when I first started, the movie that was really frustrating was JCVD. Everybody was talking about that. good, too. Yeah. Guess what? Blockbuster exclusive. Thanks, Weinstein. I do remember that being a Blockbuster. Yeah. And that's all that that was. Because I worked at a video store at the time, but I also had memberships at Blockbuster and Hollywood Video and would regularly... You had to I didn't find the thing that I, I didn't was know that's for. what it was until I worked there was that's what a blockbuster exclusive was. It was a Weinstein production. <laughs> there you go, in that case makes, you didn't know. That makes perfect sense. No other PSAs at the moment. I'll think of something. But man, the performance from literally everyone in this movie was fucking amazing. No, it was great. You um, fucking ho down po dunk, will them there motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. He's got good energy. When that sponge pops out of his mouth. And he's just holding it. And it was a real sponge. It was a real sponge. Apparently, I read that he came up with that. Like, he was like, <laughs> what if I offer her a sponge? That's and awesome. It pops out of my mouth like this. What a man. You should be proud, Billy Zane. Really should. You know, I knocked him for a little bit because I'd see him as a small role, like in some random movie. You knocked your friend Billy Zane? I did. For a while. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. <laughs> Everything will be okay. He'll protect me. Hey, how do you like that part in the movie where they're like, he broke the seal? 
Oh, fucking in Thomas the, Hayden the, Church is a dick in He this. broke the seal. Yeah, he's a real asshat. What do you think was the deal with that lube job and oil change he was getting upstairs? You know, like what was kinky in the 90s? Why was it a whole car battery? That's what You couldn't have accomplished that with maybe a couple nine volts or something. Dude, go hard or go home. My nipples are smoking. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like this stoner country bumpkin persona kicking like 110%. When he fucking double crosses them later on. He throws a hooker out in the fucking line of fire. Uh, what was her name? Cordelia. Cordelia. Sorry, these old timey names, they don't stick in my brain like modern names. Yeah, after he punches the sheriff's head off and he's outside. Knucklehead. Well, and I forgot when Wally went out there and saved her. Yeah. And then he got hit by the green. I forgot about that too. I was like, well, wait, so does he start transforming into one kind of over, like, because I, I didn't remember exactly what happened to him at the time. Yeah, but he just gets killed. Because she seduces him and he's like, oh, I'm finally going to smash. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. she ends up turning into the exorcist that seduction scene was good when billy zane stand outside and he changes his tone of voice oh he touches her lip without touching her lip and it shows it the imprint of the finger across the lips he knew what he was doing he knew how to flip those switches he's staring longingly from down there i'm billy zane with no hair on him from nowhere look at the shimmer on my bald scalp because you are beautiful because you're stuck in that place. You're really just looking for love. I liked all their seductions. Their various... Uh... <laughs> Uncle Willie's seduction? Did you notice Chasey Lane? Was Chasey Lane in there? Yeah, she was one of them. Fuck no, I didn't. Because I saw that um, somebody was naked in that one. Um, when I was looking through the credits, I was like, oh, fuck, Christy Bingham. I didn't see her naked, though. Like, I didn't see her face. There were a lot of girls in that scene. There were, but... It I was, was hard to catch Chasey Lane. Because she was in the four... Like, she comes from off camera. Like, oh. really close. Um topless mm -hmm. and then she's in the very back of the group when he's sitting at the bar now show him them titties now show him them titties <laughs> uncle willie he went out he's smiling uh, he was good he got a drink and a bunch of boobs the scene where they had to fight uncle willie too was great it was and his decapitated animatronic head looked nothing like him but i still loved every second of it, it. was all bug-eyed and good it was bug it looked nothing like the man nothing like him the i remember resemblance was negative 10 i remember being freaked out when i was a kid what would that feel like to stick a head's eyeballs onto a fucking pair of antlers <laughs> at one point i saw something got killed and the eyeballs was still on the floor and i thought that was going to play into something and it didn't i thought that too i thought you that see it? every time i've ever watched this movie I saw a scene where somebody's head had gotten like blown up, but the eyeballs were still on the floor. And I was like, oh, well, so is something still alive? And it was just no further mention. Yeah, I just wanted some eyeballs, which is all right. That's yeah, fine. you see the ball with the socket and the weird little root. Yeah. Oh, Terminator 2. I mean, Robocop 2. <laughs> when you see the whole spinal with the eyes. That was some weird shit. And I really, really like the line when he meets Uncle Willie. When Uncle Willie says, oh, God's doing some thinking tonight. Yes. Thinking maybe I should give it back to the monkeys. <laughs> and then Breaker says, maybe it's not too late. <laughs> no, William Sadler's one of those guys. And I appreciate that they made him look kind of handsome in this. Because, you know, I know you make references yeah, to a disturbing a, behavior where yeah, he's just... The rats, the rats, rats. <laughs> just the grimiest. And really, what was that, three years off from this? Uh, yeah, only. They turn him from like a 40-year-old 90s Indiana Jones into that in three years in real life. But in this, he's still a handsome adventurer. I like him so much because I think that he makes the sort of choices that I would if I was in his position. Like, like he his likes level of the Hollywood. kind of stuff I like. Yeah, no. And I'm sure he's I mean, done fuck, just fine. With the mist and then like him being in the movie and him doing the audio performance of it. And uh, I feel like every iteration of the Twilight Zone that they've tried to put out, except for maybe the Jordan Peele one, which mm -hmm. Jordan Peele, you should put William Sadler in one. There you go. I mean, continuity wise, that's how you tie the series together. Because mm -hmm. he's definitely in the 80s one and the 90s one. Who was he in the 80s? Oh, he was the weird, uh, the house, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is, I, I'm. That's crazy. Remember that. Yeah. And then I, he's been in multiple Outer Limits episodes. Oh, see, I'm not too up on my. I I did do a lot of Outer Limits. I did it a lot in the '90s. Weirdly enough, I thought it was kind of a cheap Twilight Zone when it was the original ones. The Outer Limits. Yeah, it was more for the Tales for the Dark Side. If I wasn't gonna just watch Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. He did good. And he's the mummy in Bordello Blood that he's having dinner with in the beginning of it. He looks like a Halloween mummy. He's pretty much doing the janitor voice. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'd mentioned it in an episode a long time ago, but I'd read something online that the Crypt Keeper was actually the animatronics from Chucky. 
Yeah, did you find more I'm, about that? I never confirmed. I didn't have time. I wanted to. But hey. I kind of just want to believe that. Fake news. You know, I read it online. I would like to believe that that's a real thing. Because, I mean, that's Hollywood reusing some good shit that they didn't have to drop money on again. Hey, just rip the skin off. Throw some dead skin on it. Make it talk. <laughs> Fucking, there you go. The Chucky in the new one, I was like, oh, that doesn't really look like. They went back to kind of dull looking. But I think it progressively gets more mm. as it goes along. I'm going to watch it. It looks <laughs> looks like it looks I'm like something I really enjoy. Kelly was like, "You can count me out on that one." No, man. Here's the thing: on Netflix lately, I've been adding and adding and adding. And do you know how much of it I've watched? Like maybe one of them. You know, I'm adding all this new shit and that new Marilyn Monroe thing. That one's harder to get to than I thought it was going to be. Two hours and forty something minutes. Oh, I think yeah, it it's is. Almost two. three hours long. Well, so that's what I had to do with Elvis. Elvis was almost three hours long, and so that one afternoon, I was like, you know what, I'm doing it. But still, you know how absurd that is? That we will like be like, oh, I can't watch that movie because it's three hours long, and then sit and watch fucking five hours of TV show instead? Like you'll watch five hours of X-Files? Oh, easily. <laughs> we took Midnight Club down in two days. See, I don't have that time anymore. God damn it, I don't have that time anymore for those big chunks. I maybe have two hours a night. Maybe shave off some of that like phone looking time stuff like that. That's that's shaved stuff. off, man. That's wild. I'm man. Why why do I watch Forged in Fire? Because I can put it on while we're feeding little one, and I'm feeding myself. I don't want to watch Forged in Fire. Yeah, you're a little more easily uh, if you're focusing on one thing. You need something less. Yeah, demanding. if we're doing dinner and like nighttime stuff, I can't put on a show or movie that I haven't seen. I want to watch it, you know, with my full attention. I want to give it 100 percent. And just sometimes I like to test things a little bit. And I'm like, can you get my attention? You know what? When you go back and listen to this, how many times do I talk about percentages? I feel like I'm getting on a numbers thing in here. You're very statistical, fell. I'm feeling statistical today. That's for sure. Maybe I should go work for a fucking insurance company. Probably. Oh, we did find out Billy Zane was in the an episode called "Well Cooked Hams." I think they're eating a person. I think they are too. I think you're right. And there's something with a leg. Yes. Which that is funny with uh, Irene's hand. I recommend the finger food. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Demon Knight, I think, was, I think it was more well done than Bordello of Blood. Bordello of Blood seemed to be kind of batshit crazy all over the place. Let's just get wild with the fucking Tales from the Crypt nonsense shit. Demon Knight was like this cool story. Billy Zane did his thing. That was the extra spice. You know what I mean? Oh, it really was just the cherry on top that was glow stick that they used for his blood really they did the same thing for predator i believe no shit i think it's just That's the inside of glow sticks yeah they may yeah. have thickened it up put cornstarch in it or something like that no i'd like to play with some predator i think the blood. demons looked amazing too in this they did i like the way how they had like the 80s like high pony i like the weird tail too yeah like it was like almost a fin they were kind of close to those weird, what were they from, Tank Girl? The kangaroos? The kangaroos. <laughs> but they had more de more the of a demon face. The kangaroo? The iced tea kangaroo. Jeez. I think when I was a kid, I liked uh, Thomas Hayden Church a lot more in this. Like, I, I thought he was cool. He did great. He did great. What was his name on Wings? Ah, fuck. Lloyd. There you go. I um, watched Wings for part of the pandemic because it was so comforting. <laughs> it made me feel like I was six years old again. You're watching Wings. I'm watching Contagion and Outbreak. First week of COVID, I watched Contagion twice, Outbreak once. No lie. No, that's not the way I went. I did read The Stand as soon as the pandemic started. Mm. That was like my thing was I was going to do that. And then The Stand miniseries came out. It was announced like in the middle of me reading it. <laughs> or it may have been announced already, but like it was like they gave it a date while I was reading it. And I was like, oh, shit, this is all lining up. Oh, you've got... Wally's going postal stash. Wally was hiding the mail. Wally was going to fucking take people out. Why was he hiding the mail? That's the thing that is really weird to me. I feel like he was reading it to find their secrets. You think he was trying to take them out or who's going to take out the post office? I think he was maybe going to go on it. That seemed like a small town. He was definitely going to kill Roach for sure. Yeah, he was on the list. Hashtag no lipstick. Roach was a dick, though. Yeah, he was a good dick. <laughs> Roach was. He was a great dick. Ask uh, Hell on Earth. Man. Big fucking deal. I got hemorrhoids. Cordelia was just, I think she was looking for love in all the wrong places. You are beautiful. Well, and they were pretty conservative with her nudity. It was interesting for a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah. They kind of saved it for Uncle Willie. They saved it for Uncle Willie's scenes. They were like, here's and that opening scene with a Crypt Keeper CGI person. It was like oh, a child up. with like the Crypt Keeper's walking face. Walking up. Yeah. They didn't do that again at the end. 
I think they saw that and they were like, let's not do that. Well, again. and if somehow you forgot it was a 90s movie, once you saw the big fake boobs, you were like 90s movie. Yeah. Post these are all watch. These are the fake boobs of the 90s that everybody thought they wanted. Now they just look ridiculous. Well, even in uh, Bordello of Blood, wasn't she on Baywatch? Erica. Well, uh, she may have been, but that's who I had to pull. I under siege. Oh, yeah. She was the girl who popped up out of the cake. And there was also a movie called Chasers with Tom Berenger. I watched that one with Grandpa, man, back in the day on TV. <laughs> that was one of those afternoon movies with the Gramps because that was his kind of movie, Chasers. I weirdly watched a lot of horror movies with my grandpa. He showed me Jaws for the first time, and we watched a movie called The Bees, which was terrible. It's literally just bees are attacking people. This I think I've 70s. seen that. It's the old one. Yeah, like they like fill a car. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I've seen that. It's not good. But also, it was I mean, probably on TV a lot in the early 90s when we were kids. It did freak me out. Yeah, see, no, my grandpa was way more like war, action, drama. My dad was the one I'd watch horror movies. This is when he got older, it was westerns, I think. But. You know, I can probably like give my dad credit for the whole Predator thing because I can't say how many times we'd watch that on HBO at night. Do you think that uh, Irene, possibly even uh, the deputy, I mean, the deputy, we didn't see him try to get seduced by Billy Zane, mm -mm. but Irene told him to fuck off strong will and granted she sacrificed herself for everyone she did but guardian angel was she possibly a high candidate then could she have been the next demon knight uh she wouldn't have passed the physical maybe she'd aged out you know the military won't take you after a certain age yeah and i guess Neither frank was in the military yeah and he was young in the late teens so and then definitely Jada, you know, fresh out of jail. She's tough. It wasn't her fault. She was innocent. Yeah, falsely in prison. Don't think Cameron Diaz as scary as I think Cameron Diaz is. I mean, it would have been cool. I mean, she wouldn't have pulled it off like Jada did. That was not for her. That would have been them trying to make her happen then. Yeah. You know what I mean? The rise of it would have felt Diaz. a little bit less like when she becomes Demon Knight, they sent a black collector after her. <laughs> that was a little heavy handed. Like, okay, so why does the new collector have to be a black guy who looks like he's from like, I don't know, 60s Harlem? I mean, I'm a white guy, but I thought nothing of it when I saw it when I was a kid. No, same here. That wasn't even, but then just now I was like, oh, well, did they, did he have to I be did black think because this she time, was black? I was like, do they send a black collector because... It was a little much. Like, if anything, like... It he looked cool, though, because he was legit a cowboy. What would have been even like Billy Zane and drag? The way they all dress like cowboys. <laughs> There's that, too. Um, and, I mean, he was... The stolen car that he was in was a Trans Am, like Burt Reynolds had in Smokey and the Bandit. By far, when Danny goes demon up in the attic, climactic moment for Fuck. Breaker. Whenever kids go demon... His head got so big and, and weird. Yeah. And it was so, like, the thing... It's always the kids you got to look out for because you're like, oh, you know, and it's a good thing they checked him earlier in the movie because I thought the same thing. Decoy. But the script for this was really good. Way better than any Tales from the Crypt episode ever had. I think any of those directors could have done a really good job making this not a Tales from the Crypt movie. But I'm really glad that it went down this way. And it was a great 90s horror. Yeah, it was right there at that time. The music, the clothes. Yeah, in a church and all the like biblical backstory to it. And I almost had a... Oh, God. How could I forget? Uh, Donna. Uh, Tarantino. Tarantino Clooney. Vampires. Why am I not getting this? Oh, from Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. Remember how the bar was an old mission? Yeah, I would say that that scene in From Dust Till Dawn is the same kind of feeling That's as the exact Demon Knight. setting. That hotel is like the same place where the bar slash mission was from Dust Till Dawn. I can't believe I couldn't remember Dust Till Dawn. Holy shit. <laughs> Going to movie hell for that one. Fuck me. I couldn't put it together because I was like, oh, right. Quentin Tarantino is just in the movie. Because I was like, that's a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah, so I was but Tarantino was actually in the movie. Flicking through the list in my mind. Creepy fucking pedophile brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's so creepy in that, too. I bet he's really creepy in real life. No, I'm surprised he hasn't been me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Edward uh, Guthman of the San Francisco Chronicle wrote that this film was dull and slow paced. If I were 12, I might have loved it. Inaccurate. And I did. I fucking loved it. Uh, yeah, I okay. was 10 years old when this movie came out. But still, I enjoyed it now. That's the thing. It's got that 90s thing where it's like actually pretty bouncy. You know, yeah, and it's not flat. Chris Edgerton from uh, Bloody Disgusting in a retrospective, he said that this is one of the most underrated horror films of the 90s. And it's good. That cast is solid. I fully agree. You recognize some faces. 
You know, you had some up and comers. Jada was an up and comer. But yeah, we give Academy Awards to people for things that are just like, you know, how seriously you took this performance. Yeah, Sad- I think Billy Zane. Billy Zane was already established. Sadler was just that guy who you were looking for for that extra bang. <laughs> was it Dick Miller? Dick Miller is great. Dick Miller. Was he in fucking Gremlins 2? I believe he was. He was the postal guy. I, th- I think he was. Like the uncle yeah. or the dad or the fucking neighbor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Good old Dick Miller. Well, and Irene really did good. She did good with the, uh, once she was, uh, you know, lost the appendage. This is me flipping you off. <laughs> Sticks her stump out. Well, when she's sitting there like going into shock. I mean, I'm not saying it's the best shock face I've ever seen, but she really held it through that whole scene. Because they're having a conversation behind her where she's in the front. And she's doing the RoboCop Murphy. I really think the only bad acting performance in this whole movie is the girl on the phone at the very beginning of it. Talking about how she killed her husband before we start the movie. The movie that the Crypt oh, Keeper the movie is that's directing. in the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was awful. She's carrying those 90s fake boobs around, man. Yeah, it's a Red Shoe Diaries moment happening right there. Yeah, man, she came straight off of real sex. <laughs> you know she was at the episode about bondage or something um next time buffy the vampire slayer this time you're gonna be the two-timer i'm gonna be the two time i'm gonna watch it again because i put it on as a feel good it's a horror movie it's been a couple years since i've seen it but as i watched it i almost felt like i should take notes to talk about it and the fact that you were like let's do it really wished i would have taken the notes so many good one-liners oh my god i was telling scott i use some of the quotes from this movie in my day-to-day life today and did not realize I'd pulled them from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a really fun one to talk about. I haven't yeah. seen it in a while. Love Christy Swanson. David Arquette, Luke Perry. David Arquette has some good ones. And I'm going to tell you, spoiler alert, there's a cameo by Ben Affleck in this movie. I did not remember that. I've seen this movie a lot, but I don't think we've ever talked about it. Donald Sutherland looks young compared to his current state, which makes sense. We're older now. That movie is 30 years old now. But yeah, for once I have the movie after that pick. So until next time, via con Diablos. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.